So we'll we'll start the session with my introduction. So myself Jay, and I have overall uh, nine years of work experience in cybersecurity and data privacy, uh, working on uh, different segments of data privacy implementation, data privacy assessments, and data privacy program management. And I hold uh, certifications including CIPPE, CIPM, CISA, uh, FIPT, OnePrest, and a full-time MBA in IT business management. So uh, that's the short introduction about me. And uh, I think without delay, let's get started. So we'll quickly run through the agenda. The agenda for this session is we'll be uh, starting with data privacy. But today, uh, we'll be uh, covering topics on data privacy and its need, certification data for, for data privacy, CIPP introduction and coverage, how to prepare, prepare for the exam, and my exam experience and exam strategy, that's, that's gonna be uh, a very important section, I would say, and uh, InfoSec training uh, for data privacy courses. Let's get started. So what is data privacy? And uh, for folks who are tuning in, uh, uh, maybe who are very new to data privacy or uh, who want to really understand what is this particular uh, field is, I'll start with a very basic definition. Uh, data privacy is the ability of individuals to determine who can access their personal information and protection of personal data from those who should not access it. So it's very simple definition and uh, it's very important for you to understand what uh, and where it all started. So data privacy is a concept that is getting very popular uh, and everyone understands that it gained its momentum after GDPR, but it's a concept that has been there for last uh, 60, 70 years and uh, it, it gained uh, significance post World War II. And that is where the uh, privacy as a fundamental right uh, started. And it is one of important rights, uh, which is uh, protected and preserved in, uh, in European nations. And it's, it has a wide popularity across the globe. And uh, when we say uh, data privacy, uh, so we get into the nuance of, uh, uh, into the data lifecycle protection. And so when we come into this horizon, then there is a very uh, interesting question that many people uh, often get confused is between uh, then what is privacy and what is data security, right? So many people have this question in their head and I thought I'll, I'll start with this particular concept. So for, for many people who are maybe uh, starting this uh, topic for the first time, or maybe this is a question even they have to be sorted. So uh, when I say data uh, privacy, uh, data privacy, as I said, as a concept that revolves with the data lifecycle, and uh, it's something goes beyond your confidentiality, integrity, and availability. As I said, it, it involves about a data subject and his rights to, uh, to protect the personal information as well as uh, preventing, uh, preventing the data from any external interference. And when I say information security, many people would be aware of it. It's a, it's a foundational set of services that uh, predominantly uh, revolve around protecting the confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So we often call it as the CIA triad. And uh, so that's on the outset of 
what is data privacy and what is information security. Uh, I have also presented a small diagram in terms of showing uh, what are the uh, subtopics or what are the other areas in terms of uh, what is covered in privacy and data security. And when I say data security, you would have often come across concepts like encryption, network security, access control, activity monitoring, <clears throat> breach monitoring, uh, and DLP, which is data leakage prevention, and so on. So when we say data privacy, it uh, predominantly starts with your data discovery, data subject access right, uh, uh, consent, third-party uh, management of what data they handle, and data removal, and the policy set forth for data privacy. <clears throat> so one fundamental question, which is very simple, is like uh, privacy revolves around what data and why, why this is needed. And information security is mostly in terms of enforcing these policies and how do you protect this particular data. So these two, fee, uh, these two domains are different and they should not be actually uh, interchangeably used and they have their own uh, set of merits, but they have a lot of things in common. So that is why uh, we thought of bringing this Venn diagram to show there is definitely a overlap between privacy and security because to enforce privacy, uh, we need security as a baseline and without security, you cannot implement or enforce data privacy and security alone cannot guarantee you the data privacy. So this is something very important for each and everyone who is uh, who's starting this journey of GDPR or uh, CIPPE uh, certification. And uh, with this curious thought process, I think uh, we'll, we'll start our CIPPE bootcamp training. And uh, feel free to type in your question on this uh, particular crux of question, uh, topic. And if you have uh, any set of, uh, so why we are here, as I said, we are gonna discuss on uh, data privacy uh, certifications. When I say data privacy certification, uh, the leading uh, uh, leading body that pr uh, presents data privacy certification is IAPP. IAPP stands for International Association of Privacy Professionals. And it's an excellent platform for you, uh, for you, for resources and uh, building up your career. So we have uh, four important certifications on, for data privacy. The first one is CIPP, which is Certified Information Privacy Professional, and the second one is Certified Information Privacy Manager. Third is Certified Information Privacy Technologist, and fourth is not essentially a certification it's it's more on uh, once you complete certain set of requirements you will be awarded this particular uh, uh, what we call as a certification also it's a iapp fellow of information privacy which is fip so when when we say cipp uh, it revolves in terms of laws and regulations the global standards for go to do, uh, for go to person for privacy laws regulations and frameworks and as i said cipp is revolving laws and regulations so you will see this particular certification is actually has four different versions and those versions are uh, for particular uh, 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 directed towards those particular regulations and one is the uh, cippe which is your uh, Europe, which is GDPR, and then we have one for Asia, uh, covering Singapore, uh, India, 
predominantly and then what we have is for us us uh, private sector and then what also we have one for canada so we have four versions of this certification and uh, cipm is uh, the one and only certification that's uh, addressing the managerial capability and uh, how do you handle uh, data privacy on a day-to-day -day operations and cipt is for the technology folks uh, who are working in IT sector and it, it helps you how to develop uh, data privacy requirement into tools and technologies and how do you uh, implement a very important concept like data privacy by design and default. So once you have uh, two of this certification and uh, which is CIPP or CIPM and or CI, uh, uh, CIPT then you are eligible for IAPP FIP and for that you need to demonstrate three years of work experience. So that's the overview of uh, certifications that are available with IAPP and uh, so let's move on to the next topic. Now we saw the different uh, versions which are available for CIPP. Now we will be focusing on uh, the GDPR which is CIPP E. Why should someone uh, should take up this particular uh, certification? This certification is a global industry standard for professionals entering the entering and working in the field of data privacy. And there is no certification equivalent to the standard which CIPP helps you demonstrate your knowledge. That's that's definitely one of a key differentiator in the market because there are certain variation uh, uh, different certifications which are coming through but this certification has been in the in the, uh, in the market for uh, i would say nearly three four years and it's 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 sort of a benchmark in the industry currently and uh, it, achieving this particular credential will help you demonstrate your knowledge of principles based on framework and knowledge based in information privacy with european context including critical topics like screamers 2 and gdpr so for people who are uh, uh, not familiar with screamers 2 screamers 2 is uh, one of the lawsuit that was filed by max screamers uh, it's a it's it's one of the very important judgment that came uh, on the topic of international data transfer and so these are some of the very important topics that is touched upon this particular course so that gives you a practical knowledge on uh, the day-to-day -day happenings as well. So you will be recognized as part of, so I'm seeing some questions. Uh, what is the basic difference between IAPP and, uh, and uh, CDPSE is predominantly, uh, as I said, it goes into CIPT uh, category of, uh, you will be looking into certified, uh, so I'm a, Audible, there is someone saying no voice. So uh, CDPSE provided by IAPP uh, is again uh, is a certified data solution engineer. And uh, so it, it clearly has a distinction uh, where and in CIPPE, you're gonna have an in-depth understanding of laws and regulations and CIPM focus as a manager, how you handle the day-to-day -day data privacy operations and C CIPT, as I said, is a privacy technologist. I would say CIPT uh, uh, on, on, on a larger picture uh, maps with CDPSE, but uh, 
So CDPSE is recently launched and uh, I would say if you ask me which is the go-to certification or any any in any international organization who is trying to hire a data protection officer or a data privacy manager are currently looking into the IAPP certifications. So moving on to the very important topic. So once you have CIPP E designation and uh, that definitely elevates your leadership profile among your colleagues. So this this can also be one of the points why you prefer CAPP versus CDPSE because uh, this designation uh, keeps you in the in the level of leadership role where CDPSE we are trying to uh, maybe you are storming into the data privacy field as a solution engineer. It's an entry level certification I would say but rather CAPP is something which gives you a leadership profile and adding a CIPM uh, on top of it you'll be uniquely equipped uh, to fulfill the dpo requirements of gdpr that's that's really fantastic in terms of anyone who wants to make a career in in data privacy isn't it so uh, when i say dpo data protection officer is something in india it's not gained momentum but uh, when we when we see the uh, the future when the data privacy law which is pdpb uh, enacted uh, uh, in maybe next one or two years you will definitely see a huge number of openings coming in terms of data protection officers or data privacy managers so uh, internationally right now many european and us uh, organizations are hiring dpo or data privacy managers and to fulfill that a baseline requirement is uh, something what we need is a cippe and cipm certification and uh, this is this is something uh, anyone who wants to make a career of data privacy needs to uh, definitely look in. And CIPP is a key benchmark, as I said, among the top top employers. You can check yourself, uh, maybe check in LinkedIn, and you will see many job openings will have this as a baseline requirement. And as I said, there is a lot to know. There is a lot at stake, and there is a lot of opportunity for privacy professional with the right training and education. So. We'll see why this is uh, the training is very important in the next slide. In this slide, we are going to look into the exam introduction and coverage. And for the people who are not aware, aware of this particular certification, how this is uh, working through. So this exam has around 90 questions, and out of which, interestingly, only 75 questions are marked. Uh, so which means you don't know which 25 questions are not evaluated for scoring and this the total time for this exam is two and a half hours and there is no privacy uh, uh, previous experience or educational prerequisite required and that's one of the questions that was uh, asked in the chat box as i said uh, so many of this question which you will be asking in the chat i think will be answered in the subsequent slides that's why i'm not taking them right away and uh, so definitely there is no prerequisite that is required for this exam and uh, but not uh, for comparatively if you see isaka certifications uh, there is a requirement maybe three to five years where you need to have a prior experience for you to claim that uh, exam uh, claim that particular certification you can give exam still in isaka but uh, you can pass the exam but you need that experience to be demonstrated for you to attain CISA or cism so, but uh, that's the difference with uh, IAPP. Uh, you don't have this prerequisite for you to uh, have, but uh, uh, it's generally it's generally said that without having a good uh, background knowledge, 
you you shouldn't attempt it right away because the exam is definitely tough okay and another important reason that you shouldn't take it right away even uh, as that the exam doesn't require prerequisite is the is the cost of this exam which you see in the next point uh, and as a, another point which i mentioned there is that you can take this exam once you are enrolled you can take it within one year of your purchase at the time of writing uh, the cost of exam is around 550 dollars that roughly works around like 42000 rupees currently and uh, upon passing this exam you need to pay a 250 dollars which is again around 18000 something so in total this exam cost you something around 60000 that's that's quite heavy isn't it so that's the reason i would suggest that uh, investing this much amount of money you need someone to train you and you can't take a risk with this particular certification and uh, this so there are two options one you can uh, you can pay using c a certification uh, fee for two years or you can become a member so this certification maintenance fee which is paid for two years is 250 dollars or if you become a member you need to pay 275 dollars per year so there are different benefits if you become an annual member you have exclusive access to uh, wonderful materials which are available in iapp and if you don't wish to become a member you need to pay a mandatory 250 dollars which is which is valid for two years so what's next uh, you cleared the exam are you uh, do you need to uh, rewrite this exam at the end of two years not required uh, giving this exam at this cost uh, you don't expect to do that but you have to maintain something is called cpe which is continuous professional education and uh, you need to maintain a minimum of 20 cpe credits and uh, uh, so this this ensures that uh, you are uh, continuously learning data privacy because this data privacy domain is ever uh, uh, evolving and you need to uh, keep yourself abreast of the changes what's happening around in data privacy and this is why uh, many certification body including isaka or C uh, uh, ic square uh, for this matter or ipp have this mandate of cpes so moving on how to prepare for uh, this exam this this is one of the very important question everyone has has in their mind so the first and foremost steps uh, that are there is self-assess so you have something called body of knowledge uh, that's provided by iapp itself so iapp outlines the information covered in the exam and represents the breadth of knowledge uh, that qualifies a candidate right so it is it provides you the list of topics that needs to be uh, covered part of this particular certification and uh, uh, that gives you a clear idea what are the topics that you need to prepare, prepare for this exam and the next important resource is the exam blueprint and the exam uh, so i'll i'll show you the body of knowledge as well as the exam blueprint at the end of the uh, presentation i have a slide on that so the exam blueprint is another uh, essential resource that gives you how many questions are going to come from each and every topic uh, uh, so you can use it as a map 
uh, out to study strategy allowing more topics for uh, allowing more time for topics with many questions so that's that's a very uh, simple strategy like basis the uh, number of questions you have on topic you can prioritize topics as well as uh, once you have a clear exam blueprint in terms of how many there are three sections and each section carries a, a minimum and a maximum set of questions and basis that you can clearly strategize how you will prepare yourself how will you uh, spend time for each and every section and it is it is important that you need to score equally on all the three sections you just cannot focus on one particular section and leave uh, any one section uh, so you need to get a clear passing score uh, between all the three sections so uh, I think I, I I would also mention one important thing. Uh, when I said there are three sections, you need to equally score. The, the exam is scored between 100 to 500, the minimum mark being 100 and maximum is 500. You need to get a passing score of 300. So please don't translate it to a, a, a rough mathematical average of 60%, but that's not the case. This exam uh, would require, at least in my view, is like 80% of uh, uh, general uh, uh, correct answers. If you are practicing yourself, you should keep a benchmark of 80% or a minimum of 75%. So that's when you should feel yourself ready for the exam. And uh, so, yeah, so when I say 300 marks, so you need to score, demonstrate your competence in all the three sections, okay? So we'll quickly look into the sections and subsequent slides. So I understand you will be eager to look at the slides, uh, look at the three sections, we'll, we'll cover that. And uh, as I said, the first step is you're assessing yourself. When you look into the topics, you will, you, uh, if you are already a practitioner, you would see certain topics you are very familiar. There are certain topics which you are not. So you can uh, definitely put forth your strategy in terms of how you're gonna focus on different topics. So then we have, uh, the textbook. The textbook is again from IAPP. It's an official uh, text, uh, which is the second edition of Eduardo Ustran, CAPPE. And uh, we are uh, looking into the third edition coming into uh, for this particular textbook. And uh, so you don't need to be worried about it because uh, generally the changes which are brought between editions are clearly mapped. And if even if you have the second edition, that's more than sufficient because you can clearly bridge out the gaps which are there, or maybe the new topics which are brought in. You can you can refer IAPP or uh, different resources which are available in the internet. So that's 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 something uh, you can bank upon. And uh, once you have the textbook, you will uh, have to decide how much time you need to spend for covering each and every chapter. Uh, you should take your knowledge and experience into account when designing this. As I said, this is again a very important factor. And uh, highlight important points in each chapter and review each chapter before moving on. This is very important because uh, you might get lost in terms of there are certain technical uh, nuances that comes when you're studying laws and regulation. It is important for you to highlight uh, certain important areas, whatever you're reading part of this chapter and uh, as i said when you are when you are preparing for cippe uh, the practical uh, application of the requirement legal requirement is very very important so that is when you need to read a lot and understand this uh, another method what generally uh, people do is create flashcards because you're going to you're going to have so many terminologies coming through and it's important for you need to have flashcards created and uh, 
there are a lot of sites that can help you create flashcards and this is a very simple way memory technique i would say you can use in terms of keeping yourself uh, 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 memorizing or not need, no need to memorize but keeping yourself in the midst of thing that you keep uh, recollecting certain terminologies for example what is a pseudonymization what is anonymization and there are, there are so many technical and uh, legal terms that comes into your way and you need to look and in, look into these terms periodically so that it stays uh, in your memory and uh, uh, so the exam is going to definitely test uh, those topics in in one way or the other and you can also refer to iapp's uh, glossary and that glossary is also very illustrative uh, one which you can definitely look into some unfamiliar terms they give a clear-cut definitions and i i personally felt a lot of uh, questions can also come directly from uh, uh, the nuances which are there in the definition itself moving on uh, another important strategy which which many people use to prepare for this exam is creating a study group and uh, you find a lot of study groups that are there in Facebook or uh, colleagues who, who take up these training courses, uh, even from InfoSec Train, they create a study group among themselves. And it's a very brilliant uh, way of preparing for the exam because uh, this exam uh, is, is something you, you, will, you will realize that it's more of knowledge sharing. And a person can bring an experience from a different field uh, maybe he's working in a banking sector, someone is working in in an in a IT field, and there's a person who's coming from core industries. So there are there are different set of people uh, who come into the midst of scheme and they can bring varied uh, uh, application of laws and regulations. And when you study as a group, uh, definitely you will have a lot of uh, input coming from different people. And uh, then We'll move on to the next one using questions to find answer. So I recently saw IAPP has updated uh, the set of questionnaires. Uh, so IAPP provides uh, earlier used to provide 25 set of questions, and uh, so that is uh, that is at a cost maybe something around 3,000 to 4,000. I, I I don't remember the exact number, but uh, that's that's definitely something everyone uh, uh, advises to test yourself as a benchmark are you ready for the exam and uh, that gives you a, a sort of uh, what, where you need to prepare because that the questions are uh, mostly it it helps you to understand how iapp questions are structured and uh, although only 25 question was definitely a, a sort of area which iapp had to improve and people who are taking this exam now are very lucky because uh, very recently there was an update iapp has come up with 90 questions i think it's for the same cause so, so that's a very uh, excellent opportunity for uh, use this particular uh, q a at, uh, from iapp to test yourself how much you are prepared before you take the exam and uh, there was a question in terms of uh, what are the resources which is available for the exam uh, so these are some of the very important resource i would say uh, when i prepared also uh, these are the ones which i use personally and uh, the official text which is from uh, edpb and as well as the gdpr legislation official text so these links are available you can uh, the gdpr official text is something which will give you the actual uh, requirement of gdpr 
but the implementation part or the application of the law is something very important for the exam so that is where you will look into edpb and icu edpb and icu are regulators of uh, data privacy so uh, edpb is the overall governing body for uh, gdpr and icu is the uk uh, data privacy regulator so these and apart from that there are other regulators which are like aepd which is a spanish one and uh, so there are other regulators which are from the european also releases guidelines from time to time but uh, predominantly ico and adpp are excellent resources for uh, understanding the application of each and every uh, requirement which is mentioned in the gdpr official text and as i as i said from iapp you have the uh, body of knowledge which we already looked at and we have a exam blueprint and there is a, a certification uh, candidate handbook uh, how do i know what okay i'll look at that question again so uh, certification candidate uh, handbook this uh, handbook essentially covers most of the elements which we discussed today for someone who is starting the gdpr uh, for the first time i'd recommend you to go through this uh, very uh, uh, very famous and uh, useful youtube training which is gdpr overview under 60 minutes and i think it's it's uh, it's from field fisher it's, it's an excellent resource for you to get a, a overview on gdpr apart from that i i personally used the uh, some of the exam practice material uh, without exam practice uh, you cannot clear this exam that is quite obvious uh, because uh, studying the concept and theory is one part but uh, practicing with the exam questions is the most important part i would recommend and in this case uh, so some of the resources are uh, european privacy law and practice exam by jasper uh, jacobs there are two books which is red and blue book and there is another uh, famous material which is by majid hatemen and that is also a collection of practice exams so both these resources are available in amazon and apart from that you have some more materials uh, more q and a's which are available in market but slightly be careful to uh, uh, pick the q and a from reputable sources otherwise uh, there is a lot of lot of materials which are available in online they say these these are the dumps for iapp but uh, definitely don't uh, fall prey for them because many of them contain lot of wrong answer and that can actually corrupt your concept so it's very important you pick and choose the right materials for you to prepare for the exam moving on uh, uh, let me give my exam experience so this exam definitely test your complete understanding and application of gdpr regulation and i found this exam uh, definitely tricky confusing and vague at times because of the the nature of how the questions are prepared and how the wordings are structured so one requires a lot of patience and skill to overcome these challenges i prepared my outline from the book and included key points from other sources so preparing an outline is a very good strategy because once you have your own outline this will become a very valuable resource when you uh, when you are going to sit for the exam in next one week you actually cannot go through all the resources that you have collated and there are so much so much of resources which you would have gone through for the preparation and uh, when i see this point uh, iapp recommends like you need to have uh, 60 hours of preparation but i personally feel 
somewhere 100 hours or uh, something more than that is required uh, for a for someone who is seasoned professional data privacy maybe 60 hours could be adequate um, but in our view that maybe it requires some more time because uh, understanding this concept and application of them will require some time uh, read read the exam experience of different candidates to get an exam flavor and devise your own strategy that's that's one of the smart way uh, there are uh, there are groups and there are uh, successful candidates sharing their experience that gives a lot of uh, a flavor of how exactly the exam tested them they although they may not share the exact questions but definitely they will share uh, some some interesting perspectives that can uh, shape your strategy and prepare yourself better for facing this exam uh, so section one uh, section one is revolving into the history of uh, gdpr and data privacy laws that's something that will really test your memory because you will be seeing so many dates uh, so many uh, titles and laws and it, it it really tests your memory skills so what what we can do is prepare a table in terms of chronological order who implemented what at what date and what is the crux of that particular law and that is something which really helped me and you can also prepare a list of popular case laws and gdpr fines this is some one of the important topic that you need to prepare because that is definitely tested in the exam because i myself when i had the, had the exam i had a lot of questions related to some uh, some of the famous case laws and uh, practice the exam from udemy jasper jacob books exam was difficult compared to both these resources as i said you have different resources but the actual exam is much more difficult than any of these uh, resources which are available in the market. Uh, maybe uh, Majid Hikman uh, is something which is slightly close in terms of difficulty. That's what people used to say. Uh, but, uh, but other resources are definitely way easier than the actual exam. But don't uh, spend too much money because there are there are certain uh, uh, courses which are available in the market at a huge price, like maybe thirty thousand, twenty thousand. Uh, in my view, you don't need to spend that much. Rather, you need to have a person training you because uh, having a questionnaire is something you will do at the last step. But understanding this concept, understand, uh, understanding how do you apply them is more important. Once you have this. It's going to be pretty easy for you to apply them in the and crack the questions easily. Uh, so then finally use the Quizlet for revising. That is what I said in terms of uh, uh, just having those flashcards. You can use them in form of Quizlet and you can prepare it before the exams. So that is my exam experience and uh, covering uh, the last few topics, which is the exam strategy. So the exam strategy is like uh, I, I actually use this content one of the famous Facebook groups because the, the, this, this, is, this is what exactly many of you can follow as well. And uh, so first and foremost, you pay attention to the detail because there is going to be a lot of distractors in the questions. And the question uh, itself might be hiding within this four statements of high statements, which where you need to identify that and maybe uh, you can eliminate the distractors. And uh, for this is very common method if you are given other certification exam that you can follow the elimination approach where you can eliminate the answers which are not relevant and then maybe uh, generally it will be the option of selecting between two uh, answers and out of that you can select one and uh, 
sometimes it becomes really difficult between selecting two answers and uh, the best method is go with your gut instinct because data privacy involves a lot of perspectives and uh, sometimes people get confused with those perspectives but if you have studied properly and if you have really understood the concept go with your first gut instinct what you felt with the answer if you keep revolving uh, with the same question and answer it's gonna it's gonna affect your overall uh, performance in the exam as well as you're gonna consume a lot of time so don't dwell it's the same point it's correlation to the point, uh, previous point if you feel like you're taking too long in one question mark it and come back and you may learn more information in the remaining question itself that's a that's something you can think about because uh, a question's answer might be addressed maybe somewhere down the line in some other questions so that can also help you so mark those questions uh, in scenario based question that's a very important topic you are going to have a handful of scenario based questions in the exam that's going to uh, <laughs> that's going to test your skills which you have done in maybe your 9th or 10th standard or 12th standard of uh, your schooling because you're going to have a long passage to read and then have a set of questions and what happens is a lot of people used to forget the entire concept uh, of what is mentioned uh, within, uh, within after reading a long passage so there is another method what people used to say is that maybe quickly have a look at the questions and then probably start reading the scenario so that you can filter out all the unnecessary information and focus on what is required from the passage and don't go back over questions you have already answered there is no time for second guessing yourself so these are some of the really uh, time and tested strategies which can be really helpful for you when you go for the exam so coming to our the final sections i think i'll, I'll quickly take the questions uh, for the last 10 minutes so uh, why infosec train and uh, and what is the key differentiator uh, when you're going to take up this particular course so post this webinar uh, uh we'll be starting our uh, data uh, cipp e certification course and why one should opt this uh, so the right the right section of this is more important we are going to have a very practical and quality preparation this is not going to be just uh, touching the overview of these topics but we are going to do a very practical uh, uh, questions uh, preparation and we are going to balance the knowledge and passing the exam so the focus is not just going to be understanding the gdpr regulation like a lawyer but we are going to also focus on how uh, we are going to clear this exam what are the nuances required uh, case study approach that's one of very important method we are going to uh, use uh, so we will be looking into some cases and how do we handle that Periodic quiz resembling the exam difficulty. So uh, uh, we have picked up some questions which is definitely going to test you and it might uh, definitely help you to get a flavor of the actual exam. And uh, time time to time you will get some wonderful exam preparation guidance which I'll, I'll personally uh, pass it on whenever we are reading particular topics. For example, if data subject rights, we are dealing one particular topic which is very important. What are the possible scenario questions or what are the possible areas that usually gets uh, tested during the exam is something uh, I'll pass on during the course of the uh, training. So what we will be learning from this training, uh, we'll be covering these important uh, sections, which is introduction to the European data protection, which is the section one, essentially. Uh, European regulatory institutions, which are again tied to the first section, 
legislative framework that is the whole crux of this entire certification then we'll be touching on international data transfer and compliance with european data protection laws and regulations so this is what you will learn from this uh, this particular training on cippe and as i promised earlier i'll show you this is the uh, exam blueprint as well as the uh, exam body of knowledge if you see the left hand uh, section that is your body of knowledge and uh, on right hand section you have the minimum and maximum questions so time required uh, so this is something uh, is going to be updated and uh, we are switching from four hours to three hours this is the request of participants and uh, so you can focus on how much minimum questions and maximum questions are going to be asked for each and every section this is that you can cover your strategy so i may not have time to run through each and every topics but uh, you can see uh, for yourself these are some of the important areas for you to know when you're going to start your data privacy uh, uh, implementation journey so i think that's that's it from my side in terms of what content i had to present for you